Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Vanderveer, here with Isabel Kiyosane. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders and talking about all subjects related to being the change, one of which is about motherhood. And today we have a wonderful guest, someone who is very close to our heart. Mm-hmm. One of <laughs> the- our favorite people in the world. Yes. <laughs> the beautiful, radiant, Jess Ossie, who also is the founder of the Vedic Mama Circle. So today we want to talk about motherhood and all that. That's a pretty big, a big umbrella. So. <laughs> yeah. And Jess is a colleague of ours. She's also a, a Vedic meditation initiator who trained with us. Yes, which is why we know her and love her so much and are so happy that she's sharing her time with us today. Yay, welcome. Yay. <laughs> No podcast can start without Izzy's yay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be here with you both. And um, yeah, I think this this episode is going to be full of laughs. And um, it's such a privilege and a pleasure to be able to share on the topic of motherhood, because it's obviously also a topic close to my heart and to share in this space with you, Kristen, as well. Yeah, let's get into it. We, I'd love to hear um, more about the Vedic Mamas Circle, um, just because it's something that I, you know, for years after um, becoming a teacher, I had always had a special place in my heart for the mother to students, you know, students who are moms, because they just, um, you know, I always thought to myself when I teach a mother, I'm teaching a whole community. And so it, I always loved when I would teach a mom because it just felt like a lot of bang for my buck. <laughs> in a sense. Like, I'm like, yes, like it's like a, a video game where you get like 10 people at once when you teach one. And so, <laughs> so I'd love to hear about your, your inspiration for it and, and just describing it a little bit. Oh, I would love to share. So I think for me, if I'm really honest, Vedic Mama Circle was birthed through me because I realized that there was this gap that mothers experience when they become mothers. And it is a program for mothers at any stage of the journey, because the essence is really to honor and nurture the role of mother and really recognize what that is. Um, But it was born for me from a place of gosh, this thing is really hard. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of Vedic wisdom training. I'm an initiator. I've got all these tools and skill sets. And then it really becoming a mother for me was really about putting that enlightenment. I'm quoting for those who are listening. I'm using those air quotes um, <laughs> to, to put it to the test. It really tested my state of consciousness. It really tested all these things that I'd learned and kind of brought me to my edge in the most beautiful, but, but really raw way. And so this program is really there for mums who have learned Vedic meditation and want a space to be held and seen and heard and share in the realness and the reality of the experience of becoming a mother, as well as very much weaving this beautiful life-affirming Vedic wisdom that we know of and integrating the two worlds so that women can feel empowered in their role. They can feel um, part of a community because that's another thing that gets missed. You know, becoming a mother is can be potentially a very isolating experience, even if you 
might have friends who do it. It's this experience where so much demand happens behind closed doors. You know, I was thinking the other day, like, what about those nappy changes? What about those late night feeds? What about that time that your child is having a tantrum and no one is there to witness this? So it's not a um, observer dependent behavior. Or it's not a um, activity that, you know, we can kind of shy away from or pretend to be something other than we're not we're really there in these moments and often we're alone and we're really meeting ourselves in these moments we're really being tested and called upon to you know take take the high path if we can if we have that capability within us in in that moment so it's such a beautiful test of surrender something that we talk about a lot in our um, Vedic community and in our group meditations, it really puts the art of surrender to the test and these concepts of devotion, like what that really means. So Vedic Mama Circle is a five-week journey where, you know, we're in a closed container and, you know, it's a generally quite an intimate setting. Um, we meet once a week, we meditate together, and then each week there's a theme. And so, you know, the themes range from things like self-care and really honoring the mother, um, surrender and devotion, the divine feminine, the evolutionary process that we go on to become a mother. And as we continue to evolve as a mother, as well as community and really holding space and sacred space for the mother. And then we weave through those topics and have practical exercises to engage with, to help us to integrate the knowledge that gets discussed. And then we're in a WhatsApp group. So it's been a really beautiful experience. I've run it two times before and we'll just continue running it. And each time I get so blown away by the vulnerability that women show up with, because I think it really is the space that you can come authentically to and feel like you can truly be seen in the wild mess that you might be in. Um, And at the same time, hold that space that we want to continue to grow and we want to put our best foot forward and we're, we're making the best of it. We're bridging, you know, the, the the reality um and sometimes the very rough and demanding experiences with um joy and beauty and bliss and there's room for all of it (laughs) i want to join (laughs) you can (laughs) i'd love you to sounds amazing can people join online from all over the world it's an online journey. Absolutely. Beautiful. It's only, it's only online at the oh, moment. Beautiful. We might, do, we might do an in-person version in Sydney at some stage down the track, but it's, it's the intention is for our global community to have, um, yeah, this little sacred space that they can connect into. So beautiful. I wish I had it when, you know, I first had my first child and then my second and then my third, it would have been really helpful because you're right. It, it is really isolating. And, um, and even, you know, weaving in the, all the things we talk about in meditation, which is adaptability, um, resilience, being able to just be in a situation that is not to your preference. Like all these things, they, they, it's, it's, it's like when you're a mother, it's like all that on steroids. Like the, there's the demands of life, but those demands are, you know, times 10. And, um, and you can't predict anything because that, that's what children are. They're, they're these little bundles of unpredictability. 
<laughs> and destruction. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you really, it, I, I don't know how I would have gone through um, the earliest days of motherhood without, without meditation. I, you know, I, anytime I see a mother, I almost want to like abduct her and be like, look, I'm going to teach you this. So you can just start feeling some space and some breath, but to have that, to do that with a group as well. And just to hear that you're not alone in it, it must be so incredibly valuable and nurturing. Mm. And I think like the other thing that, um, you know, is prevalent, I guess, at any stage of the journey is that as a society, I have a question mark around how much we're really honoring this role. Like, as you say, when, when you mentioned, you know, I teach a mom and I feel like I'm teaching a village. Well, your point is that, you know, we're providing for the next generation. We're the inspiration for the next generation. We're mm -hmm. educating the next generation, that role of mother. And it's huge. It is a, an absolutely pivotal role in society if not the most important you know and so it's interesting because I think in some ways in in our modern world in the west it's kind of like you have your babies and so you race to get back to work and you race to get back to a body that supposedly existed before and yeah. this idea of kind of skipping past what that huge phase of not only your life is but the importance the nourishment that you're providing to the the leaders of the next generation um is just so pivotal and I think at any stage of motherhood when we talk about this topic all mums can relate you know it's like yeah. whether you're in the throes of diapers or whether you've got teenagers that deserves, in my opinion, to be a real honoring and upholding of this very important role and vessel that we are to society. I feel like it's so important, you know, the, the role is important, but it's not given that importance. At the same time, it's being, you know, moms are held to this kind of ridiculous standard of being, you know, within two weeks, being back in their jeans and, you know, having, you know, a job and, you know, friends and like all these aspects of their life going full force at once. Um, and that's where all the mom guilt comes in, I think, because nobody, nobody can do all that. No, nobody. Absolutely no. It doesn't matter what their Instagram looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such, like, I, I'm so proud of what you've done just because I mean, I'm, I'm not a mother, but I've seen it with so many of my students when, you know, they come in for the course and they have to put occupation, what do they do? And some of them are like, oh, nothing. I'm just a mother. And like, just a mother? Like, what do you mean just a mother? Like, that's more than anyone can even imagine. And I think only moms understand what it takes to, to be a mother because, and I remember I think it was Obama who said this. I mean, he's he's a father, but he said like it's when your heart is outside of you that's that's what being a parent is like. <laughs> yeah. And so it's not only like physical, it's emotional, it's everything that that it takes. And so I I love the work that you're doing of of kind of bringing back the how important it is the role that it is and and what motherhood is actually like and not just downplaying it people I mean women should really understand the important role that they have mm -hmm. absolutely and then the other thing that comes to mind when you're describing that and explaining that is I guess 
related to what each of us do, which is share this technique that helps people to top up their adaptation energy. You know, one of the key parts of the program itself is to remind mums of the importance of actually looking after themselves. Yes, we want to honour and acknowledge the role and what it is that they're doing. And then practically, how do we support women to be able to, you know, invest in themselves so that they're able to give, so that they're able to be present with their children through tantrums, so that they're able to enjoy the sweet, mundane moments that happen day to day because sometimes our weeks are made up of merely not merely but only those mundane moments so you know it's like we kind of then with our technique and the wisdom that we're um that we share it's it's not about this kind of um perhaps how we might have perceived our life prior to becoming a mother or prior to even learning meditation around this goal orientation or some kind of status that we're working towards but really how can we enjoy the sweetness right now in the silliness of what our kid is doing and not be distracted by some thing that needs to be achieved or how can we really give to ourselves I know so many times Indy's going through um, a big emotional transformation where she's really exercising lots of different emotions on the full spectrum and I know a part of it's her own development in you know testing boundaries and pushing us back and things like that and also for her to be able to really express and one thing that I've noticed is if I'm not really present with her through that and I'm kind of like oh this is just a bit inconvenient because we've got to get to xyz or there's something else to do I really feel like I'm doing a disservice to her like to her emotional development to her feeling worthy to her being able to feel safe and held while she moves through something that obviously to the adult eye can seem silly but is really big in her world and obviously this is to say that we can't always do it sometimes there are places to be and things to do but when we invest in ourselves and we top up our adaptation energy for our practice through these deep levels of rest we have the capacity to to sit and be without our own agenda, without our own stress getting in the way and um, tainting the situation. We're able to see it with clear eyes and, and really, really hold space. So it's, I, you know, one of the things that we talk about on the program is like really defining and redefining what self-care is. It's, it, you deserve it because you deserve it full stop. And also it makes you a better parent. It also makes you a better mother, makes you a better partner, a better friend, a better community member. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, for me, I, you know, being a meditator and a mom has always given me a perspective. Like, for example, um, I feel like I've got that a step back from it. So, for example, like, um, like my daughter, Delphine, her voice, she's got this high little voice and it sounds like angels when I'm have adaptation energy. And when I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard. And that's my barometer for when I'm like, okay, I need to meditate. Mm. But it never ends up getting turned on her as like, oh my gosh, Delphine, you're just a nightmare. I can't deal with you anymore. It's more like, oh my God. All right. She's really starting to irritate me. So that means I need to do something to take care of myself. And so it's always mm-hmm. about going back to inward. But when you have that perspective, it, 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 never, it, never, it never becomes between me and the kids, you know, because they're just doing what they do at age three or age seven or what, you know, they're just being that. 
And, um, and I'm always, if I have the adaptive ability to handle, like I can handle anything when I have that, uh, that adaptation energy. And when I don't, I can't handle anything. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I have the, the place of mind to know I can. And then it's like, okay, we're not, we're not going to go to, you know, the zoo wonderland today. We're just going to stay home. And, Absolutely. And, you know, learn to be gentle with yourself. So I, I think so many women were so hard on ourselves, whether we're moms or not, honestly, we just come into it as just having these expectations for ourselves that are just, I don't know where they come from, but they're <laughs> so unrealistic. And so motherhood really challenges that, I think, where you're just, um, like you can't be perfectionist because it's, you, you're not gonna get anywhere near the mark. <laughs> So you can maybe make it look like it in a picture for five seconds, but it's really, about, you know, embracing that beautiful mess. I have a question for you guys, because a lot of my, my students who are mothers and I recently had a retreat and it was all women. <laughs> a lot of them were mothers. And one of the common themes that they were unstressing and going through was feeling unworthy feeling um, like they they weren't doing enough, feeling a lot of guilt around their meditation practice and how they had to take some time off uh, for themselves and how they had to go on retreat. And they just, there was so much guilt around that and how, you know, people who, who don't meditate were like, how can you be so selfish? How can you take a, you know, a weekend for yourself? And how can you take time to meditate? You need to be taking care of, of your children. And you know, we know it's the complete opposite, but I would love to hear um, your perspective. I think it's it's kind of like what Kristen was saying before in that actually by investing in our ad- adaptation energy, by investing in rest, we're able to really be there. Our, our kids don't need, I mean, obviously each kid is different, but they don't need for us from us necessarily 24 hours, seven attention, you know, that's kind of maybe subpar quality. What they want, what they really require is us to be there in the important moments and for us to have the quality of our soma, our flow of consciousness being really nourishing and really available. And so, you know, to have this expectation that we, and it happens biologically, like I've, I've noticed biologically, and neurologically, my, my whole being is basically ready to pounce in case there is something that is not absolutely um, supreme for Indy's well-being. And we notice that in like the mother, um, what's it called? Like your reaction time in- increases. And I've sort of really saved Indy from two, from memory, two pretty severe, potential severe accidents because I was like meters away recently on a, on a hike. And she was walking and some of our other family members were much closer to us and she was walking backwards and about to basically trip on a rock and, and knock her head and fall down a hill. And I don't know how it happened. I actually don't even, you know, it felt like magic, but I was there and I grabbed her and, you know, my voice was suddenly bellowing like Indy, Indy, Indy. And it was the only, and everyone was just sort of watching or frozen because they, the reaction speed wasn't as fast and, Tony and I were reflecting on what that was all about. And it's like, it feels to me since that initiation of becoming a mother, everything from her emotional, physical, mental well-being is 
my utmost priority. And because of that, I feel like I deserve to look after myself because if I don't, I know then I won't be available in those moments. I won't have, you know, it'll be, it'll be sloppier. And I think it's like, it's one thing to kind of understand that predicament and that dilemma around um, why it is we should look after ourselves actually because we have a really important job to do. And the other is that where did we receive this conditioning that we didn't deserve it anyway, you know? And I think this is, I think um, as Kristen pointed out as well, it's sort of mothers and women, there seems to be quite a, a ripe theme of unworthiness. And let's challenge that. Like, where did we kind of get these ideas from that we needed to sort of show up in the world and, you know, do everything. And I think it's wonderful that we all have, or a lot of us will have opportunities to do things in the same way that men do. But why do we have to also look a certain way to do it? Why are there so many immense pressures on us to um, behave in a certain way or that we don't think we're worthy um, of rest and of looking after the nervous system? And it really, it's simple. Like it comes down to if we're topping up, you know, for those who are listening and don't know what adaptation energy is, because we've referred to it a few times, <laughs> the amount of energy that we each have to adapt to a given demand or a change in expectation. And all of us require lots of it because in this modern world and specifically in this current time, there's a lot of demand. And so as a human being, we're constantly exposed to um, stimulus and information and demand and as that happens and we interact with it it depletes our energy and as a mom <laughs> you know that's it's just tenfold or a hundredfold so it's like I, for me it's and it has taken a bit of time to rewrite that storyline like I don't deserve it feeling guilty in the early days of having a massage but there was a deep knowingness around actually, this is an investment. I'm the mother vine for the family. You know, my energy and the way that I show up in my family affects everyone. And there's such a huge role that we carry, whether we're working or we're not working, How the way that we show up in the home, what other roles we're playing in the home. You know, there's a huge mental load. And I really feel like we just have to challenge any thoughts around not deserving it with how much we're actually doing and contributing and and it goes back to guru dev's quote you deserve the best and it's not that's not a selfish venture that's that's a um it's a directive to say well you deserve the best and so does everyone else and if, when we show up for ourselves in the best possible way then we're able to give of ourselves to that level as well and able to contribute and and radiate that for others you know whenever I take care for myself and um you know I might share something that I'm doing with a girlfriend she'll be like that's so inspiring I deep down we know that we deserve it it's just some kind of mental um thing that we've bought into that makes us maybe think otherwise I so agree. I was talking recently to Paula through aware meditation on a live stream. And she said something about, you know, the, the challenge of the divine masculine in this creation cycle is to be vulnerable. And then the challenge for the divine feminine is to, to realize its own power. And I think part of realizing that power 
is to realize the worth, you know, the, 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 those feelings of unworthiness, it's, it's pulling from this, our empowerment as women and as mothers. And, um, and I've certainly felt that so many times. I, I even remember before doing my teacher training, I mean, the amount of negative, yeah, you know, now it's amazing. Like now when people are like, you went three months away from your kids. Cause at the time I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old and went to my training for three months. You know, now people are like, that's amazing. That's so cool. Believe me, before I did it, nobody was saying it was cool. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, what is wrong with you? You know, even certain family members held like a informal intervention and, you know, went so far to say that it was, you know, going to be abusive and I was going to harm them and all these things. But then I spoke to our teacher about it. And he said to me, our teacher, Tom Knowles, he said, if you don't follow your heart and you don't live to your potential, they will know and they will subtly resent you for it. You know, they, our children want us to be our full selves and they need us to be our full selves and to live our full lives because we are not just there to change their diapers. We're there to be an example to them. And so, um, so now I think I, I, I don't have that guilt anymore. You know, if I've got to go away, or if I've got to do something, they know I'm coming back and they know that when I do come back, you know, you know, I will be giving them that full, attention flow that kids want so much that's why they're like mama watch me watch me watch me you know <laughs> like they want that some the ultimate soma bandits you know? <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know soma is is flow of attention and um a soma bandit is someone who's who's always pulling attention without giving it <laughs> and that's like what kids do but um but this idea of knowing your worth i think i think is important because because that's like you said, we are the son of the solar system of the family as mothers. And the degree to which we radiate will help warm and support all those in our event horizon. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. And one thing that also what you said made me think of is the fact that our children actually imitate everything that we do. That's mm -hmm. how they learn. So I often want women to challenge that within themselves because I say oh what what would you want for your daughter you know do you think your daughter one day when she grows up would she deserve to take some time off or would she deserve to go on retreat or invest in herself 20 minutes twice a day to freshen up and top up her adaptation energy and it's always yes it's always the people yeah. that we love we think sure like of course they deserve that we want the best for them so we can always challenge ourselves when we we start thinking that for some reason, you know, we ourselves don't deserve it. Actually, it's quite simple. We do. Yeah, having them be witnesses to our lives has been inspiring to me in a way because I remember once I was, it was when I was working as um, a marketing director for a shoe brand, you know, which sounds kind of fancy if you're at a cocktail party, but I was, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. You bet you get free clothes, which I did, or mostly free shoes. But um, I was... Uh, I was working on an ad for, for this brand and it was a good brand. There's nothing wrong with it. But my daughter came over and she said, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing an ad for this shoe brand. She, she's like, yeah, but what are you doing? And I was like, 
well, I'm making this woman look pretty so people will buy her shoes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm doing. And, and like, suddenly I did not feel proud about what I was doing at all because this wasn't a cocktail party. This was a two-year-old who was asking mm -hmm. me this. And, and I was like, no, I wanna be doing something at all times that's gonna make her proud that I mm. want her to see me doing that will inspire her to do big things. And mm. um, so it's motivating, I think. When, when what we lack as mothers in time, because we're so pulled in so many directions, I think we have other, we get other boosts of momentum that come from being a mom. Have you found that, Jess? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's kind of similar to what you're saying in terms of really wanting to show up and and evolve and you know indie will challenge me at times when I might think I might have something down pat and then there'll be another big change in our family because she's moving through something else and it just it keeps you on your toes it reshuffles everything and and helps to remind me you know some of I guess some of the more tangible things might be simplicity like coming back to really what is important right now because you're pulled in so many directions and you actually can't do everything yeah. so you have to make a choice you have to prioritize and redefine for you and for your family unit what's important um similar to the what you're saying like in terms of imitation for me it's like moment to moment it becomes really obvious particularly if Indy reflects and has now picked up a habit which I'm not that proud of <laughs> and I'm like oh my god like where did she learn that you know that don't know where she must have picked that up from <laughs> where she must have picked it up from is either myself or Tony so it actually is this mirror constantly like a daily yeah. mirror of how it is that we're treating other people how it is that we're showing up with our language, what kind of language we're putting forward to those that we love and that, you know, how that flows on to the, to the rest of the world. Um, you know, in any moment, are we like leaning towards generosity or are we kind of trying to hold back a little bit? Are we being present? She sometimes will notice if I kind of drift off and look at something on my phone, because sometimes obviously balancing, um, which is not a huge topic that we could always go into, but balancing work and teaching and motherhood and that whole dance that I know so many mums face. It's just, you know, it's, it's quite real, the, the balance or the juggle. Um, but it's interesting because Indy will just point it out. She'll say, no, mum, like, no, why are you on your phone? And it, it's so it's it's frightening to me at that time when I'm like, why why am I on my phone? It's my time with her, and actually this isn't necessary. But when we kind of go into that default and we become a little unpresent, then you know we can slip into those habits. And so it's just it's been um, yeah. I don't know if your question was like if I'm answering your question <laughs> in terms of it being motivating, but for me it's really it's it's pulled me to a place of fine tuning how I want to show up into the world and how I want to offer that and and embody that for for my my daughter and my my future children that's so beautiful and you know as as you were saying before children are are so sensitive and they they learn from not exactly always by what we say but what we are and what we do and so I had uh, this one student and 
she she was very anxious and she was telling me during the course I mean the first day that her one of her kids couldn't sleep at like every night at like two in the morning he would wake up and like mom so she would get up go to his bed you know help help him fall asleep and then he would fall asleep and then she would go back to her bed and when she started to meditate he started sleeping um the whole night so it was so beautiful <laughs> because it was like well her you know as you were saying you guys are are the solar system of the family and so when the solar i mean the the center of that the sun is is okay then the rest of the family is okay so he was probably you know um feeding off a little bit of her anxiety and that's what was waking him up so i thought that was so interesting on it was happening on on a subtle level but it was it was actually happening and something mm-hmm. that you were saying before which i found super interesting you know as our job as initiators is you know initiate 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 you know get people on the evolutionary path uh on a faster evolutionary path because we know that everyone's evolving and i i know you guys have asked our teacher tom about balancing uh teaching and and being a mom and he says mom is first priority and that <laughs> is how important being a mom is it's the most important job there is yeah i've had to remind myself of that sometimes because it, it can feel very mundane some days mm-hmm. you know because it is very repetitive and it's very you know it it can be a dirty job <laughs> but all senses of the word yeah exactly (laughs) but it is important and and for me I it's been interesting because I've had I've been a mom now almost a decade and um getting to see them at the different ages and all of a sudden my oldest has gone through a tremendous shift to where she's she's only nine but she's almost like a teenager and start starting to realize that that it it's felt like an age that I've been in this, but also realizing that it, it's not forever and that it actually does go fast. And so I've been just really putting my attention on trying to make sure I'm rested because then that's when the moments are golden with mm. your kids. And it's not about like whether or not they have matching outfits. And <laughs> even though I, I do like putting them in matching outfits for certain, like their little dogs, sometimes it's, it's a thing, but <laughs> that's not what it's about even though it's cute um it's you know that the times that when I remember being the most joyful with them have never been the the Instagram moments they've always just been like in our messy house or um you know when something went wrong but we ended up laughing about it Mm, completely I think that's that's something that I'm glad that you brought up because I was like, we haven't yet talked about the joy that there is to be had with yeah. about how, how hard it is. And I think that's really mm-hmm. important to have a conversation. Like I'm actually glad we led with that because it's really important for us all to acknowledge and have these real conversations. And for those mums who are listening, you know, and also those who aren't mums who are listening to have that shared understanding and therefore we can have more vulnerable conversations with one another and be more honest and lean on each other and learn from each other and all of that. And then, you know, it's, it's the most amount of joy that one could possibly experience in life. It feels to me. And I think to your point, it's, it's about, it's about rest and also letting go of our expectations. When I let go of any kind of 
expectation or agenda around how the day should look and I just simply surrender to Indy's flow or to as you say the messy house you know I can't tell you and this is just a little I guess what happens in our household but Tony and I say say to one another almost daily you know when when we're having this time where it's like we're just wrestling on the bed or we're doing something silly with Indy's bunnies we'll look at each (laughs) other and we'll say this is the best moment of my day and we, we would have had all these other beautiful moments interactions with other people moments of feeling like we've achieved something or some kind of outcome has been achieved and yet it's the time when we're the most present and alive and joyful is in the mundane it's in you know as you say when things don't go the way that we plan and we laugh about it or you know kids are hilarious Indy made a joke yesterday which Tony and I were like on the floor laughing she said something like she was we were all sharing a juice and saying how like oh we all share it and then all of a sudden she sipped the whole juice and we looked at her and she goes yeah, uh, mummy had it or something. I can't tell it. But we were all like, oh, my God, how does she know how to tease us like that? <laughs> it, was, it was just so funny. And it's, it's that. It's like life is really to be lived. And I think that's another gift that motherhood has given me is that it really, it really reminds you of, like, what's important and just being able to simply be in the present moment, no matter what's unfolding, no matter how much chaos <laughs> is going to unfold in the, later in the day, you know, the, the pile of dishes, the <laughs> to-do list in terms of the back end of teaching, it, all of that is infinite and never go, basically never goes away. So yeah. you've got a choice either to attend to it and kind of try pacify the mind's need to control all that or you can actually enjoy and it's just been it's been the most enjoyable three years of my life (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also you know I think meditation helps you shift your perspective on it you know it doesn't matter if you're a meditator or not you're going to have the pile of dirty dishes um (laughs) but it, it you know now I see it as almost like a benefit you know because like I see sometimes people who teach what we teach and they get a little bit into the clouds you know and (laughs) And I'm like, there's no way I can't keep it real because it's just, I'm usually covered in some substance. It's like, there's no way I can be like floating on air. And, and even just the constant chaos, it's like, I, I try to perceive it as like, this is my training for becoming a master of, of the change of expectations. You know, just last week, it was funny. I, the kids had been off school for a couple of weeks, so I'd hardly gotten anything done. This was finally like the first day in almost three weeks that I had had any chance to do any work. And then about three hours in my sitter comes in and with Adrian, who's my three-year-old and he's walking in and he's covered in his own vomit. (laughs) And instantly I'm like, I could just see my entire week evaporate. It was just like, okay, there it goes. There goes everything. Okay. There it is. It's gone in a moment. It's like that had to shift. And I was like, there it is. Okay. It's already shifted. It's good. (laughs) Like, I'm like, there's mastery in that. There's mastery in just knowing that at any moment your kid could come walking in the door covered in their own sick, (laughs) not to be gross, but it's true. It's like there's, you can't, 
you're you're so in that that nimble place where you're you're shifting totally. your weight and and you know it's like a surfer you can't <laughs> you can't you can't you're always falling in the water and you're always just rebalancing 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 and reshifting and that's mm. great it, it it makes you a more more mature human being <laughs> for sure at least more real like i said you can't i can't absolutely. i can't pretend absolutely and the other thing that kind of um that that reminds me of is is the shared experience. What I've noticed with Vedic Mama Circle is that story that you shared, any mom can relate to that. <laughs> any mom is like, oh yeah, I know what it's like for my life to go completely upside down because my child was sick or because they had a tantrum or because this and that, you know. it. We, I think this is actually something really important that we that we need to share it's it's mm-hmm. in our it's in our dna to have these kinds of tribal experiences where yeah. we connect with others and we're held and you know since becoming a mom you keep hearing around about the village life and like what that is yeah. and really well what is it you know what what mm-hmm. is it when to to raise a child you know to raise a mom we need a village and i think it's really so beautiful to to hear you speak on the subject and to connect and, and share these vulnerable stories with with other women because yeah. it really helps people it reminds us that we're actually not alone people have done it before us people mm-hmm. women and um, our, our own children perhaps are going to become parents themselves and there's this beautiful uh, intricate web that we're all part of in terms of the human existence and you know really having space having pockets of community which is what's so partly what's so special about what we each do is creating those forums where people can connect and have that shared experience and then I think with motherhood it's taken to the next level because the the reality of what we each experience it's just so relatable it's it's so similar it's across the board you know so it's just so fascinating I feel like that's partly another reason why Vedic Mama Circle has been birthed because it's really important. It's really important that we actually share our experiences and don't be shy about them. Don't, you know, this idea of what you're talking about with the Instagram mum. I think that's just, (laughs) it's so, that's so um, prevalent of what happens. It's, you know, hide, hide all the stuff that we might feel shame about or hide all the stuff that doesn't look good and then present like, oh yeah, everything's so blissful over here. You know, I'm the perfect (laughs) mom and my house is all together. And actually, is that really the reality? And what's so bad if it's not, you know, isn't there real, a real joy in sharing the, um, the depths to which we've traveled um, over the time? And isn't there a real joy in, in sharing the beautiful moments and, and everything in between? It's that shared experience that I think is actually crucial to our experience of life. And, and, and realizing it's all beautiful, you know, <laughs> like I think actually having more than one kid like has helped me in the beginning, everything felt like a failing, you know, like I felt like I was failing at everything at every moment. And then over time, I just realized, oh, that's just, that is just what it is. Like you said, every, it's, it's a universal experience, you know, and, and if your baby has a blowout on an airplane, that's not a failing. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> a moment of relatability um, that you can share with other moms and, and 
and that's it that's beautiful you know it's all beautiful I, i'm really bringing the gross in this podcast i'm sorry <laughs> but i think it's important because i know as jess was saying that's where everybody uh relates on on this retreat um several students you know on unstressing had breakdowns and those were the most beautiful moments you know we're like mm. oh i'm not alone okay i you're going like I know exactly what you're feeling and that's where true connection lies. So I think it's important to, you know, I, maybe people will think that we were just talking about, you know, Vedic babies and how, <laughs> and how amazing they're, which they are, but it's important to also talk about the real, you know, as just was saying the mundane, but you know, that's, that's the, the nectar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, something that I've, that I've seen with, I mean, we know that all, you know, babies are beautiful and, you know, babies that come from meditators, they're, you know, they're very special just because they get to like, oh, I, I want to be born in, in this enlightened family. And what I've seen with, you know, your children, all of them was that they're extra, extra, extra special. I remember Indy <laughs> in Ganga giving blessings to herself. <laughs> Like she's done that a million times. And, you know, Adrian in Yagya is just like basically singing the mantras. I mean, he wasn't singing, but he was like, like just, I mean, a baby being four hours sitting in a Yagya. I mean, what Adrian was like, maybe one at that point. He was four months. Four months. Okay. Yeah, he was little and, when um, he was sitting there. Yeah. Oh, and, the first time. And then a year and a half. The second yeah. Yeah. And, and he was... I mean, what baby can be for four hours sitting down in a yagya and, you know, uh, a Vedic baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I was thinking about in that yagya in particular where he was like mouthing Om. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? I was like, oh yeah, it's, we're here for him. He got us here. Like this is, he happened to be born just in time to be old enough to come to this. And I'm like, oh, this is his, this is his deal. I'm just along for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, and just remembering that these children are here with their own divine missions. And, um, and if they're coming to us, if we're meditating and they're coming to us, then, then really they, they, they probably have something very specific that they're here for. And, um, and, just being in awe of that, because even though they're children, these are these are highly evolved beings <clears throat> who have come to us. And honoring that has been an interesting, I, I actually, I, it just gives me this feeling of fullness of just, and, and humbleness, I think is what it is to be like, wow, I'm the mother of these three, I don't mm. even know what they are sometimes. Like I'll be looking at them <laughs> and I'll be like, are you human? Like, where did you come from? You just, they just seem so themselves, like they arrived with their personalities and, and they're here for some very specific things and just, and just trying to help them figure out what that is and realizing that, you know, what they need from me most of all is to be loved and to know they're loved. Mm. And, And other than that, they don't need me to control their destiny. You know, I think as moms, sometimes we get a little stressed out because we feel like we have to micromanage more than we have to. And just real, and remembering that, that they are, they are, um, that they have come with, with, with their own, their own lives and their own purposes. And, and we're just here to support that. 
Mm. as well as as well as our own missions you know (laughs) I think that's such a beautiful point um I had this vision when India was in my belly of me Indian Tony sitting around a table and it was kind of a mundane vision but it was three adults and I always (laughs) it was it was a really interesting um lesson and and a reminder that you know they are highly evolved beings and they also deserve to be treated in that way. It really, that vision really changed the way I kind of thought about parenting because mm-hmm. it enabled me to um, really appreciate Indy for her beingness and that she, she's actually incredibly intelligent and knows her preferences and knows how to say what she wants. And she's developed that over the time. And of course we've given her space to be able to, do that but there's also been this immense respect that we've had for her um of her being her own person and her teaching us um so you know so much as much as we're teaching her and guiding her and kind of of course of course there needs to be boundaries and of course there is that aspect of the parenting role where um guidelines might need to be put in place for her to understand what's safe and what's not but beyond that, we've found that um, it's been such a fascinating time truly embracing her for her and not kind of belittling her because she's a child or, she, you know, that we know better. It's really in giving and trusting her to make good decisions and her seeing the outcome of what that is. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, I think to your point as well, it's really, it's they are here for a purpose and it's our job to allow them to self-express and allow them to teach us what it is that they're here for and and, and we can give them the best possible environment for that. We can give them the best possible mm-hmm. support and unconditional love. And then beyond that, you know, there it's a partnership. It's, yeah, it's really, it's an interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to talk about, before we finish, about, mothering in the in the broader sense you know because um we're living in a very challenging time right now that needs mother you know to mother in more of you know the 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 grander the verb you know to to be a mother is one who mothers and we need mothers whether or not they have kids or not in this world (laughs) and um just that ability to as as moms, you know, whether or not we're mothering our own children or whether, whether or not we identify as mothers and just because we feel that mothering vibration within us, um, that that's what the world needs more of. It needs more of this mothering. You know, we need to mother each other beyond just our own children, but the whole, everyone. And um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. On the, on the big M mother. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, as we know, you know, mother divine is that creative intelligence and natural law. And she, that energy or vibration that you're talking about exists within each of us. And it's those qualities of nurturance and unconditional love and sometimes boundary setting. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, it's, all for the purpose of aligning. If we think about those archetypes in Vedic wisdom, they're there for the purpose of aligning to our highest nature. And so that mother, big M verb to mother is 
how do we as a community support one another to do that? How do we show, you know, going back to the, making the choice between being extra generous um, when we can and making those higher value choices to be able to, um, yeah, grow as a community. And I think the other thing that really comes to mind in terms of the mother verb is around all inclusivity. I think about, mm-hmm. as you were describing it, m- mother, I was just thinking about this big metaphorical mama hugging mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the entire world. And well, what is that? It's our ca- capability to be compassionate. It's our capability to really empathize. How do we truly perceive what it feels like to be another, even though we're not in that body? And how do we hold space for that and at the same time, it, you know, it might be a different opinion to us or it might be a, a, di- a different set of behaviours to how we might do things. But really um, collaborating and joining forces and having this all-inclusive mentality like everyone's allowed to be here and everyone's allowed to shine and, hey, how do we do this together to make the best possible outcome for everyone? To me, that's what the mother energy is. That's what the divine feminine mm. is. It's going forward, taking a step forward from where we currently are in the most collaborative and compassionate way. That's so good. <laughs> Jay grew dead to that. It's <laughs> so good. It had me thinking about the the chain of of mothers, you know, just that we all come from a mother who comes from a mother just goes on and on and on and thinking about how many women who that chain in some way has been broken like either they had an abusive mother or they lost their mother or they lost their own child you know when that what happens when that chain breaks in a sense and my own experience of that chain breaking um for me the the to heal that wound has been to find that divine mother energy within, you know, mm. because that really is what it always was, you know, if, and if we have, you know, if we have a mother, that's the perfect, you know, 1950s housewife, you know, style mother who had cookies every day after school, like, or whether or not we had the mother who was struggling with drugs and struggling with her own life. Um, what, what, to what extent we were able to get some nurturing, like that was divine mother and we can find that within ourselves because it's so very scary. I think to become a mom and not have that wound healed. Mm. And it's also very hard to be- become a mother and lose your child and then suddenly be like, well, what am, am I still a mother? Mm. You know? Um, but, but when you're, when you find that energy that, that that's within all of us. And so it's unchanging. And you can be nurtured by that. Mm. Have you found that with any of your moms in your groups that having that chain somehow not broke, having it broken in some way has been challenging for some of them? Absolutely. I think, I actually think that in some ways, all of us have broken chains, you know, there's (laughs) ancestral trauma and there's, Mm -hmm. um, we every you know we go back to everyone's always doing the best that they can and all of our parents have always done that for us but we know where 
our conditioning has come from. We know where our samskara, our scars and impressions have come from. And it's often, you know, when we were younger. So in some ways, I feel like one of the invitations that that is very apparent when we become a mum is to do that own self-healing and to ignite that um, divine feminine quality within and one way to do that of course absolutely is to learn to meditate because that you know we begin to identify ourselves as that big unbounded Mm -hmm. field of pure love and so we we allow ourselves to sort of transcend all the things that happened to us and all the things that might have been better if they'd gone a different way And we find our wholeness through, you know, through viscerally (laughs) in the state of being. And then the other thing that can really support that journey is community, is acknowledging and igniting that divine feminine in any man or woman that we see that holds that quality. There might be teachers that embody that Mm -hmm. for us. There might be friendships that embody that for us. And certainly I think for mums, there's, a real opportunity to connect with those that have come before us, connect with all the almost that grandmother energy around, wow, like, you know, that person really holds that for us. And what does that mean? Well, it means that that's inside for me as well. And, and in that way we can, yeah, really build that within ourselves and share it with others and, and pass it on. You know, yeah. It is an infinite chain. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you're right. It is never truly broken. You know, it, it can seem so on the surface level, but that that chain of, of mother energy comes through, unbroken through all of us. At mm-hmm. If we're only able to access it in meditation, we can access it. You know, I remember being in India recently and I was missing my mom and dealing with some things with that. And I just went into the Ganga early one morning and um, Mm-hmm. And suddenly in my head, I, I heard it, you know, it was always me. And being, it, I knew what that meant. It was, I'm here in Maganga, like this mother river. And it was like, you know, that anything you felt that was mothering, that was always me. And, and it was so healing just to have that. But I, I credit meditation for being able to access that layer, to get those mm-hmm. messages, to get that because it's always everything is always within everything is self-referral but can you access it you know to what degree can you access it um and when you can access that bigger mother within you then suddenly everyone is your child (laughs) you know (laughs) and you just now it's a question of what when that happens then the instincts just kick in and you just want to protect and hold everyone as close to you as possible (laughs) (laughs) and forgiveness is so much easier (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I, I, I really think all the hard things we've been going through as a community and as mothers you know it's such a challenging time oh my gosh the past couple years to be a mom all the moms who had COVID babies during COVID and had to give birth in hospitals masks and all like what warriors you know Mm -hmm. Like my, my hat and heart goes out, like hats off and heart goes out to, to all the, all the mothers who've, who've endured this and have endured this journey for themselves and for their families. Mm, Actually, something that I learned recently 
and you might have to verify it for me, but Durga, who mm-hmm. is in the Vedic wisdom, as you ladies know <laughs> so well, you know, that fierce mother warrior energy, the word endurance is the same root oh. word, Durga and endurance. I so did when not saying, know that. You know, that with mothers have endured that there is this beautiful power that comes from enduring and being a fierce warrior and, you know, allowing difficult experiences to pass and move through us because we grow and we enliven a higher experience of being through that. Oh, yeah, they gave me energy. Chills. I have chills all over. <laughs> and we got to interview Durga last week. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. I I don't know if we'll release the uh, episodes in the in that order, but in we, that order, yeah. We um we interviewed a woman who is um reforming prisons in Mexico, and she oh. and she yeah to her you know all these people she's trying to nurture and help, and she is a mom too. She's got a kid. But but we were both like, oh my gosh, it's Dorga. Dorga. <laughs> she was so tough. And you have to imagine someone who inter- you know, who deals with hard core criminals, you know, has to have that toughness. But we mm. we literally afterwards were like, oh my gosh, we just interviewed Dorga. Yeah. But she was, she's that big mom, you know, that big tough mom. <laughs> yeah. And behind that, you can feel the love, like all the yeah. love that she wants you know, to, to shift in the collective and everything that she wants mm-hmm. to do, which is something that is super beautiful about, you know, Vedic worldview on the different aspects of, of femininity mm-hmm. and mother divine. And, you know, they have a really sweet side and then you have Durga <laughs> and Kali. <laughs> but, but it's it was still sweet. Mm-hmm. It's still sweet and it's toughness. And it doesn't want any credit. You know, we, I tried to compliment her and I could just feel like it was like, no, no it's, <laughs> none of this is, None of this is necessary. Oh. I, we were humbled. It was amazing. And and now we're talking to Parvati. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's <So>. very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just this month we're just inter- interviewing all aspects of mother divine <laughs> one at a time oh, oh well it's been so beautiful to chat to you thank you so so much for having me and and being able to explore these beautiful topics together it's been such a joy thank you jess <laughs> this has been remarkable I've, I've been close to tears hearing you talk multiple times between the laughs so thank you <laughs> chills and chills, tears and laughs. laughs that's the divine feminine <laughs> for all Vedic mamas uh out there um join Jess she's yeah a force of nature of love she's amazing when and... does it start and how do you sign up mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts on the 3rd of November Australia time but it's 12 p.m AEDT Australia daylight saving time um, which tends to be for the U.S. just sort of a late afternoon evening time so I think it will work out quite well for everyone and people can get in touch with me via Instagram or my website I'll send you ladies a link um, when you share the podcast and I don't know if you share notes but I can share the Vedic Mama Circle page for people to learn more information. Oh, yeah. No, I'll add it to it. Absolutely. So send it to me. 
This has been so wonderful. Jager oh, Dib. Jager Dib. Thank, Thank you, Jess. Beautiful Jess so Ozzy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you. <laughs>